Hello, everyone, and welcome to the May 6th, 2022 edition of Market Week in Review. I'm your host, Bei Chen Lin, and today I have a pleasure of being joined by my colleague, Chief Investment Strategist, Paul Eidelman. Paul, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, great, Bei Chen. How are you? I'm doing well. Paul, as you know, it's been a volatile week for the market, so I was wondering if you could help us digest some of the data points we got this week. Starting off with the labor market situation. Obviously, a lot of people have been talking about how strong the labor markets are, and today we got the non-farm payrolls report out of the U.S. government. Could you maybe walk us through some of the highlights from that report? Yeah, it was a, a healthy employment report, continuing a, a trend of, of really robust job gains that we've seen for the better part of the last two years now. So uh, for, for non-farm payrolls in the United States, there was over 400,000 jobs being created in the month of April. That was a, a healthy number and broad-based across sectors in the U.S. economy where we were seeing further labor market gains. A big focus for investors, though, was uh, what we were seeing around wage growth. That's been uh, a, a big emphasis, both for investors and the central bank, given uh, the, the large inflation overshoot that we've seen in recent months. The wage data was interesting. It, it uh, showed 5.5% growth on a year-on-year basis. That was about in line with uh, consensus expectations. Uh, the good news is wage growth is sort of plateauing here at a rate of around 5.5%. So it's not accelerating anymore. The, the bad news is that 5.5% number is still too high for the, the Fed to durably hit their 2% inflation objective. And so I think it does still send a message that with the labor market making further progress and wages being too strong here, that the, the Fed, the U.S. central bank, still has some work to do in terms of higher interest rates. Definitely does not make being a central banker easy. You're right on that for sure. Speaking of the Federal Reserve, the FOMC held their meeting this past week on Wednesday. Can you walk us through some of the key highlights from that meeting, as well as the highlights from the Bank of England meeting that was held this week? Well, yeah, I think what we're seeing globally is central banks trying to fight high inflation. And so we got rate hikes both from the U.S. Federal Reserve and the Bank of England. Stateside, the the Federal Reserve hiked rates by 50 basis points. So that's a a larger hike than normal uh, for the first time in over two decades. Um, and if you kind of uh, had listened to uh, Chair Jerome Powell in the press conference, one of the first things he said was inflation is too high. So that's really the big driver behind the move. The, the Fed is laser focused here on trying to restore price stability. Uh, under the surface of that decision and announcement, there was a couple of things that were interesting. Chair Powell sort of ruled out the idea of raising interest rates by even more in the future. So the idea of maybe a 75 basis point hike uh, he sort of poo-pooed, if you will. But he also did strongly signal that there's probably going to be more of these large 50 basis point moves in the future, at least for the next couple of meetings. So I think investors should be uh, baking that into their expectations, probably for the June and July uh, Federal Open Market Committee meetings going forward. So a bit of a push and pull there, if you will, for markets in terms of which of those two themes you latched onto. No, no really, really big hikes in the future, but the Fed's still uh, moving in a more hawkish direction here with higher interest rates. Uh, the Bank of England similarly raised rates. They only hiked by uh, a smaller 25 basis point increment this month. But I think the interesting thing there was the Bank of England has actually got quite pessimistic about the outlook for the UK economy, where uh, given the issues of higher energy prices uh, and the impact of that onto income growth for uh, the British people, they're now projecting almost no economic growth from the fourth quarter of this year onwards. 
yet they're still talking about the need for rate hikes given, given high inflation. And so that's a really interesting uh, balancing act, if you will, that they're pretty much forecasting a recession, but still hiking rates into that. We'll see how long they can go on for. It's definitely a tough environment for them. The Bank of England was warning that inflation could get as high as 10%. Yeah. So it's obviously been a tough time for not only central banks, but also for investors. The S&P 500 is near the year-to-date lows. It's down more than 10% year-to-date now. How should investors react to all of this? How should investors position themselves in light of the ongoing market volatility? Yeah, well, uh, global markets have been weak. If, if you focus on the MSCI All Country World Index, I think equity markets generally are, are down uh, about 13% year-to-date through uh, Friday morning here uh, in Seattle. So that is a, a pretty significant market correction. We like to approach uh, the investment outlook through a disciplined in- investment process. So we, we focus on the business cycle, asset class valuations, and sentiment. Uh, and the, the tensions really jump out pretty immediately when you look at markets in that way. The business cycle appears to be on a bit of a downgrade cycle here as central banks raise interest rates and get closer to sort of taking the punch bowl away. That means recession risks are moving up a little bit and becoming more elevated. So I think that's a reason for caution. On the flip side, however, though, markets have sold off. Valuations are getting a little bit more attractive. And when we look at market psychology and investor sentiment, we're starting to see some fear in the market now. And so we're, we're sort of carefully balancing out those cycle concerns and evidence that other investors are becoming afraid that sort of tension, if you will, suggests to us that risks going forward are, are pretty balanced. And in, in that kind of environment with a lot of uncertainty, we think it makes uh, a lot of sense to focus on sort of the long-term plan, focus on strategic asset allocation as your anchor to get through volatile and uncertain times in financial markets. So that's really been the, the big emphasis for us right now. Agreed, Paul. Staying disciplined is perhaps one of the most important things that any investor can do. Well, Paul, that's all the time that we have today, but thank you so much for stopping by and sharing your perspective with our audience. And to our viewers, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Market Week in Review.